guys, welcome once again to Miss Kim McLeod VA Rural Talk today. Thank you for tuning in. So today's segment will be on how to stop ignoring the important things in life. How to stop ignoring the important things of life. So for whatever reason, why is it that we have such a hard time with completing the very most important things in our lives. Maybe I know some of you out here are similar to me, and of course there are some people out here that are completely different of me. But with me, I can be honest that I do um, sometimes deal with not taking care of the most important things of life immediately when it needs to be taken place. Exhibit A, student loans. So something that I've been thinking about for honestly probably the past year or so, I am attempting to do better with staying on track of my student loans, of course. But just to be transparent and real with you all and be honest, um, I've missed the last my last month's payment. I've been kind of falling off, falling short of the glory, as I could say, in the past couple of months. And um, so, of course, for those of you that that have student loans that struggle and try to maintain your financial well-being and try to catch up with your student loans payments, you know, when you miss a payment, they blow your phone up. They just blow it all up. They call you multiple times after the day. They leave you voicemails. You know, it used to be a time when I first um, when I first started making payments where that it was Monday through Friday doing business hours. Now they put you on an automatic um, call list that they call you after hours, even on the weekends, they don't care. And you know, at one point in time, I really did not care because I really did not have the money or not necessarily I didn't have the money. I just didn't put aside and make it a priority to be honest with you all. So I feel like there was other things that I needed to take priority in my life than paying student loans. But you know, I've gotten better with it. I will say I have um, done better in the past couple years, but um, this year um, I noticed that I have to start paying more attention to paying back these student loans. And so even when I've, like this, these past couple of months, that's been kind of difficult for me to stay on top of it, um, instead of ignoring the phone calls and the voicemails and ignoring the fact that I do need to make a payment, ignoring the late payments, ignoring the late fees and the interest, you know, I had to put on my big girl skirt, you know, I had to really take heed to Kim, this is your student loans and you need to take care of it. So. Even if you may not have the money right then and there, you need to call them and talk to someone and try to set something up. And so that was what I did the pa- this past week. Um, I have two separate, I have two major loans that I take care of. I have a loan with my undergrad, loan with my graduate studies, and so my graduate studies is with Fed loans, and you know they're actually really great with helping you out and setting up you know payment arrangements for you um undergrad loans not so much uh, it's with navient aka sally may and they're like vicious they are the enemy <laughs> but um 
but even you know I feel like God did grace me because um, I, I did took the, I did take the time out yesterday and really speak to some speak, spoke to two people actually and um, they was able to work out something that definitely that I could work with of course and so with that being said I noticed that I did feel a little bit better I did feel a lot really I really did feel relieved to take the time out and take care of something that is very, very important instead of ignoring it. Because the cons of me ignoring not paying my student loans and ignoring the phone calls and voicemails, this is what will happen. What will happen is they will keep doing it. And on top of that, I have a co-signer. So they will call the co-signer and then there will be a negative reporting on my credit as well as my co-signer's credit. Also, what will happen, they will also try to contact my job and try to, um, what do you call it, get them to contact me or try to, even though it's not even legal for them to do it, but they will actually try to um, get your pay. Um, also, another thing, too, that I know what happens with a lot of people um, in our society, um, student loans companies have now been able to take people taxes so if you was expecting a refund um, check from your taxes if you're not caught up if you're not current or have worked out some type of plan with student loans they will take your taxes so um so yeah so anyways just kind of commercial there for those of you out here that are dealing with student loans um, even if you feel that you are in a bind, financially bind, or if you do feel like that you are not um, able financially to take care of your loans, I will encourage you to call them and try to set up some type of payment arrangement or even if you get on deferment or forbearance or something so they know that you are attempting to pay something. Um, do your best not to get caught up in those that like to bully. There are representatives that that's what they do. All they do is bully you and they will um, try to threaten you to pay it. But there are people that you can talk to. You can ask to talk to someone's supervisor. But there are people that are willing to help you and willing to set up some type of payment arrangement for you that would be best for you. Um, this idea of us always saying that we don't have money to pay for things, uh, we don't have money or time, we really need to do our best to really evaluate because to be honest with you, I was one of those people and I realized this past year alone I have been able to make the most payments I've ever been able to make since and I've been making the same amount of money for the past year or so but um, it was just reevaluating what I'm spending my money on like first of all you know paying tithes and offerings then um, making sure I pay my rent my utilities put these are priorities and your food um, I've noticed a whole lot that I save so much money it's like I give myself a raise when I go to the grocery store and cook more from home um, if you really sit down with yourself and take an account if you are a person that do eat out a lot. Um, really take that to account and be aware of that and try to change that because you could literally be saving yourself uh, like a good 100 or $200 a month um, just by 
taking the time out and writing a grocery list, going to the grocery store and actually cooking more at home, you will save a lot of money. And so that's extra money that you can put towards your student loans. I'm not sitting here to tell you what to do, but I am, you know, sharing my own personal experience with that. Um, the first, this has been the first year ever that I've been able to make um, payments towards my undergrad and my graduate loan. Usually it's just been, I would pick between the two, whichever is more important at the time, but I have been able to make both payments this year monthly. But like I said, I kind of fell off this past, this summer, because there's other things that I felt was more important to me. But um, but same time, I cannot sit here and, and ignore ignore the fact that I have to take care of the important things in my life. Um, another thing too, nine minutes in, um, not, another thing too I want you all not to ignore, um, I don't want you to ignore your mental state. Um, I really, really want to really press the issue that we cannot ignore the importance of our mental health. Our mental health is with us to the day that we die. You will live with your mind, you will live with your brain until the day that you die. So it's so imperative for us to take care of our mental health. Um, for those of you that are young, like myself, like many of you know or don't know, I'm 30 years old, proud to be 30 years old, love being 30 years old. And um, I've noticed this past year or two, the Lord has really been opening up my eyes and giving me a new perspective. And this let me know that I am responsible for my mental well-being. And... I remember I shared this a while ago. I think I shared this on my YouTube channel. So those of you that have not been yet connected to my YouTube channel, I highly encourage you all to tune in to my YouTube channel at Kim McLeod. I mean, I share a lot of great stuff on there. I have over 90 videos as of right now. Um, so it's really good stuff, really good stuff. But um, anyways... I remember one day I was driving um, out of work. I drive a lot for work. So I'm out driving and it just hit me. I feel like the Lord just hit me with something so powerful. And pretty much he told me like, you have no excuse. It's nobody's responsibility for you to take care of yourself. And I was like, like it hit me. And it's like, I feel it all over again, you know? And, um, and I'm gonna talk about the physical part too here in here in a second, but I even though you know I had to deal with things growing up, like I had to deal with my parents separating, a divorce, a remarriage of my father, and um, trying to maintain and develop a relationship with my mother, my father, a stepmother in the mix, as well as my siblings. Um, full blood siblings, half siblings, as well as step siblings, and um, just constant and just trying to figure out who I am growing up on top of trying to figure out what in the world is going on with my family, you know? 
But you know the interesting part, part about all of this, as we all grow up and become adults, there is a time that we reach, there's a point that we reach in our lives that we are accountable, that we reach the point of accountable accountability that we will begin to be responsible for our own actions and what we do and how we respond and how we react and we will be responsible for our behaviors so granted um, there are things that happen to people growing up that they may not understand or they may have nothing to do with and I speak about this of course in my YouTube channel as well there are things that happen to to children where of course we know children has they they're in subjection to their parents, you know, or to their guardians or to their grandparents. So they don't really have a control of what family they're going to be born into. They don't have a choice into what household they're going to go into. They don't have a choice in their siblings or their family members. But we all reach a point, and I believe my point, well, actually, I feel like my point of accountability came very early in life, but I didn't really act on it until I was about 18 and 19 years old. Um, it's about 13 minutes in. I'm trying to just share a little story about myself to kind of give you kind of a background, a perspective of what I'm trying to talk about here. So I graduated high school when I was 18 years old. And um, I felt the Lord um, tell me that he didn't necessarily want me to leave right off that so I decided to still live um, with my parents um, for that year I took a year off after high school meaning that all I did that entire year before I was 19 was I worked I worked two jobs I went to church um, that's all I did um, that's pretty much all I did work out that's all I did that year and so when the door opened up for me to go to Norfolk State University in Norfolk I took that, that opportunity, I moved when I was 19, a whole year later after I graduated high school. And at that point, I was an adult and I was accountable to my actions. I was accountable to what I was gonna do in life. And at that moment of time, it did not matter. It did not matter what household I came out of, it didn't matter who my mother was, who my father was, who whoever else in my family was, it did not matter. I could not say that I'm here because of this person or I cannot say I'm dealing with this issue because of this person or whatever. Um, at that moment in time, I had the choice, I had the freedom to be me and to do me. And I'm thankful, and, I, and I'm trying to get emotional here, you guys, but I am overwhelmingly thankful for God's grace, for God's mercy, for opening up a door and opportunity for me, and allowing me to see that there's more to life, um, allowing me not to get stuck in generational issues um, that could have kept me bound. I'm thankful to Lord for um, tearing down major strongholds and walls in my life. Um, allow me to use the open door of education for me to pursue my goals and dreams and to even gain more experience, life experience. I am thankful for that. 
And um, so for those of you that are here that's listening, I don't know, like I said, all who's listening, I have no idea who you are that is listening, but if you are about 16, 17, 18, 19, even 20, 21 years old, and say if you're still living with your parents and you're still trying to blame your parents or your family because of the state that you are in, I'm telling you today, you have to be start being accountable to to you. You can't keep blaming everyone in your life on why you are not happy and blaming people why you cannot be mentally well. And me being a resident of counseling, I'm on the I'm in supervision right now to get my license. And what I know by my studies and what I know with what I do and what I see that a lot of people in our society break and I mean what I mean by break I mean mentally break that they never took the time and effort to take care of their mental well-being they never took time to take care of those broken relationships either it could be mother or father or it could be um, past spouse issues Um, They never could deal with grief or mourning correctly. And so what people would do is they bottle all of that inside. They never go go to counseling. They never go see a therapist. They never go see a psychiatrist. They never pray. They never go to church or they never talk to a pastor or an elder or a mentor. And and instead, they just could, they, they, um, continue in this mindset of blaming Blaming others and not taking responsibilities for their actions, for their thoughts. And you know, guys, things happen in life. And as much as I wish that bad things would not happen to good people, I can't sit here and tell you. Because I think we all know that bad things happen to good people every day. The Bible tells us that it rains on the just and the unjust just in the physical you know as I'm talking right now I'm out here driving and I'm noticing that the clouds are getting dark you know the clouds are gathering together and it looks like it's going to rain a storm today and you know what it's going to rain on everybody today doesn't matter if you're an evil person doesn't matter you're a great person doesn't matter you're a child or adult it's going to rain today and whoever's in this city is going to rain on and that's just life, people. Things are going to happen. But somewhere in our life, we need to take a hold of our mental health and not ignore it. Do not ignore your mental health. Please do not ignore it because let's talk about the cons of you ignoring your mental health. What are the cons of you, just, you ignoring your mental health? You're not going to be able to have good social relationships you're not going to be able to have the best relationships with your mother your father your siblings your children even um romantic relationships you're going to have a hard time with developing a good healthy romantic relationship i'm just going to be honest with you all yes i am single but believe me i want to be with someone 
that is mentally healthy, someone's mentally stable. Um, you know, I don't want to deal with someone that is not mentally well because that's going to cause a lot of issues with me and with them. You know, it just it's dysfunction. It's dysfunction. You know, if you if you can't take care of your own mental health, what makes what makes me think that you could take care help take care of me and children in the future? You know, it is this dysfunction and that's what I'm talking about this generational thing, man. If you don't take care of your mental health issues, diagnosis or whatever have you, it doesn't even have to even necessarily be a DSM five, you know, mental diagnosis. You know, you could just have major issues with anger or with depression type symptoms and you just never get it taken care of. And so you have children and that just gets passed down because they see those behaviors. They have to deal with that foolishness, which is unfair. And so then that child has to grow up and try to figure out, okay, when is my time of accountability that I could stand up and do better? And so we live, this is 2018 people. We live in a society where there are countless amounts of counselors, clinical social workers, psychiatrists, psychologists, doctors, nurses. We have all types of mental health professionals out here that are willing to help you. Um, There are pastors out here. There are um, other spiritual leaders out here. There are mentors out here that is willing to help you with your mental health state. It's okay to talk to people. It's okay to talk to people. Um, It's okay if you have an issue still with your family. It's okay to confront your mother and father. It's okay to confront your brother and sister. It's okay to confront your uncle. It's okay. It's okay because that's part of the healing. That's part of forgiving process. You know, sometimes we just have to do the uncomfortable thing for us to not ignore the important things of life. The important things of life needs our attention. And your mental health needs your attention. So that's it for this segment. Stay tuned for the next segment. I'm going to be talking about um, your physical health. (laughs) Yeah, not ignoring your physical health. So thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this. Stay tuned for the next segment. Hey, welcome back to Miss Kim McLeod VA Real Talk. Welcome to segment number two of this episode of Stop Ignoring the Important Things of Life. Stop Ignoring the Important Things in Life. So my last segment, I talked about how um, myself, I had the tendency to ignore student loans, of course, or debts of that matter. And then I also went in and started talking about mental health, how we shouldn't ignore that. Um, Next segment, I want to talk about not ignoring your physical health. 
Uh, for those of you that tuned in yesterday, and if you did not tune in, I highly encourage you to listen to my podcast from yesterday uh, when I was talking about um, not following your feelings, not doing what you're feeling like doing or not, because feelings we know only gets people in trouble and leave people behind. So let's talk about this matter of physical health. So I took the initiative, of course, to go ahead and go to the gym yesterday. I'm thankful I did, of course, and I met with my personal trainer, had a great app workout. Um, I actually, I knew I was going to feel it later on, and I ended up feeling it really strongly early this morning, and I was like, yep, that was a good app workout. And so, yeah. So the plan is to go back to the gym today. I had scheduled another personal training meeting today, of course, later on. So that's part of me not ignoring my physical health. And for those of you that do not know my story, um, I have not worked out consistently for like two years prior to March of 2018. I used to have a membership at Anytime Fitness I went to the gym for about three months or so consistently and I fell off. And normally throughout the years, that will that's what will happen. I will work out strong for about three months and then I will fall off. And um, I am making to the point to stop that vicious cycle and just stay consistent um, daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly ultimately to work out. If that means working at the gym, um, working out my apartment complex, um, going out and, you know, walking and hikes and stuff like that, whatever means necessary, the goal is to get my physical health and journey, journey under control. So with that being said, like I said, those two years before I decided to go back to the gym, I ignored my physical health. Because to be honest with you, I made up in my mind, I justified it in my mind that physical health is really not important because I have Jesus and I go to church and I pray and I fast and that's all I need in life. And I don't need to go to the gym and quote unquote eat right. And for those of you that are educated in this area of spiritual well-being and physical well-being knowing that that is a false balance we need balance um i cannot be all over hill over hills for going to church all the time and praying and reading bible and fasting but i am not taking care of the temple my body that god created me created for me so that is completely a false balance a misunderstanding of healthy living and living a pure and holy lifestyle to be honest with you so with that being said of course your physical health doesn't override your spiritual health which the next segment i want to talk about that of course but as of right now let's talk about this physical health So I ignored it, and I don't know how, honestly, I don't even know how I was able to tell myself that lie, but I told myself that lie for two years. And really, it was the Lord. It really was the Lord that, once again, punched me in my stomach 
um, had to give me a word back in, I think it was back in December. Yeah, it was back in like November. It was back in November, December time. Um, I started picking up on my horrible physical health habits that I had. Um, I just ate really, really bad, and I still have my struggles with eating certain things, but I am getting there. I am getting there. So I am a real person. I am getting there. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is that I remember one morning, very vividly, it was one morning, I felt the Lord spoke to me, and I can't remember actually verbatim, I wrote it down, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he was pretty much telling me, you got to take care of your temple, how can you keep putting trash in your temple, so many words at the end of the day, like, literally, that was the analogy that the Lord was giving to me, that I was trashing the temple that he has given to me and if that woke me up like never before I remember telling a few colleagues about it because the word just it hit me so strongly and I, I felt so convicted you know and I was like I gotta do something I gotta do something and really I didn't really know what to do to be honest with you um, I really did not know what to do but in December the Lord began to show me resources that I've already that I already had in my possession. Um, I have a fairly large library and I have tons of great books and some books I read, some books I haven't read and I noticed that there were books that I already had in my possession. Um, there was a book about apple cider vinegar that I started reading. Um, there was another book by um, can't remember his name right off the bat Maybe I even should share his name right now, but there's another book that talks about um, healthy cures, actually natural cures um, for our bodies. And I started beginning to read those two books in December, and it was wow. And I ended up um, looking at a few documentaries in December, and I was like, wow, Kim, this is 2017 going into 2018. You have no excuse not to be healthy. And it's so true. I have no excuse to be to not be healthy physically. No excuse at all. All the resources is really right in front of me in my home and I I have a good job. I am I've been blessed to have enough money to go to grocery stores that I so choose to choose to go to and so what I did was January 1st I took the initiative, January 1st was New Year's, of course, we all know that, right? So most people are off on January 1st. Most people are just relaxing and spending time by themselves or spending time with their families or whatnot. What I decided to do was I decided to go to trade, go to Whole Foods. I went to Whole Foods that day and um, I just went in, I remember, I just went in on Whole Foods and just tried to do my best with getting some better types of food that would better help my body. So that's what I did. And I stocked up on some really good stuff. I got me some apple, some Bragg's apple cider vinegar with the mother, the real stuff. I got myself some um, meats. 
some grass-fed meats and vegetables and fruits and I just really you know went went in and I noticed that I continued to do that every two three weeks I was going to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or Kroger those are my three choices right now of grocery stores that I feel works best for me with what I'm needing, what I'm looking for. So all of those three stores are unique in its own ways. Okay, both stores have its pros and cons, but um, I really enjoy all those three stores. So I consistently began to go to the grocery store and cook more. Now, not saying I haven't went out to eat this year, because I have been out to eat a few times this year, but I can honestly say that I haven't been out as much as I used to go out last year in the previous years. And so with me going, eating from home, eating more from home and going to grocery store, I'm actually saving a lot more money. And I shared about that in my leg segment as well. You do tend to save a lot more money when you are going to the grocery store and eating at home. It just takes out more time and dedication and commitment and consistency. Um, it's not convenient um, to constantly go to the grocery store and cook from home. It's, it's a lifestyle you just have to um, commit yourself to. And so that's what I've been doing since January 1st. I have noticed significant difference with my physical health. Um, another thing that I did in March, mid-March, was I joined the gym. I joined One Life Fitness. Um, I used some of my money for my income tax to put towards my gym membership and my personal training. I ended up hiring a personal trainer as well. So I feel like that, that was going to help me a great deal with keeping me accountable with going to the gym consistently. Um, I knew that I could not do this on my own because if I could do this on my own, I would not be in this predicament of not going to the gym in two years. So I had to trick my mind and be like, Kim, you're going to do this membership for a whole year and you're going to do a six month contract with your personal trainer. This is a really serious thing with One Life because you can't just go out the contract because you're just tired of working out. Like you're bound to that contract and they're going to get their money. That money has to be withdrawn out monthly. They're going to get that money. So either you go to the gym and be consistent or you will be throwing money in the trash. So, and I knew that and I was aware of that and I'm glad I did it when I was in my right mind and when I was pumped and motivated because honestly, if I, was motiv if I wasn't motivated as much, I wouldn't have did it. So I would have weighed out the options. I would have you know, had too many choices in my head, but I'm thankful I went through with it because I have noticed such a great significance with my physical health. Um, and you know, I feel better. I feel like I think better. Like my thinking process is better. Um, I look better. It's just, it's giving me a better perspective about myself. Um, it's once again reminding me there's more into there's more in life for me. Um, that I don't have to settle. Um, so I'm thankful that I'm taking my physical health under control. And it's, it's crazy because people in the gym are like actually noticing and like actually telling me about how I work out. It's really interesting how people actually pay attention to you at the gym, but it's very, very interesting. So 
staying consistent is key and so that's the whole thing about not ignoring your physical health um you have to start and the best thing to start with your physical health journey and stop ignoring it is you need to bring it to attention today so here i am this is your confirmation as you're listening to this podcast that if you're if you are not physically well right now um, if you're just completely lazy with your physical health, this is your confirmation that you need to begin taking action right now with taking care of yourself. Stop throwing trash in your body. Stop treating yourself as if you are trash because you are not trash. You are God's creation. You are wonderfully made, okay, in his image. So let's take care of this wonderful creation that God has blessed us with to take care of. You only get one body. I only get one body to live, folks. You know, it's not like when I turn 50 years old, God is like, okay, here's a new body for you. Let's live out another 50 years and I'll give you another body. No, we don't get another body until we die. Until we die, until we go to heaven, God will give us a new body. But until then, we have this one body that we must take care of to the best of our abilities. And I'm not saying not to get vain or prideful, but take care of what God, what God has given to you. You know, everything God has given us, everything on this earth to help us take care of our body. We have herbs, we have veggies, we have fruits, we have meats. You know, there's vitamins and minerals on this earth that is for us and it's for us to take care of our body while we're on this earth. And um, another thing too the Lord has shared with me during this time when I was being very convicted and convicted about my my health back in November and December of 2017 was that I do not want to die before my time. I don't want to die before I finish my divine purpose. And we can die before our times as in Ecclesiastics in the Bible. I don't have the scriptures right in front of me, but look at it. It's in there. I promise you it's in the Bible. Um, that we can damage our bodies before it's time. Look at people that are um, that are alcoholics, that are addicted to drugs. You know, they're damaging their bodies way before their time. You know, their liver, their organs, their skin, their pigment. It's just disgusting and how some people are destroying their bodies. And they're not even accomplishing their divine purpose on this earth. So I don't want to stand before the Lord one day and the Lord has to tell me that I did not get everything accomplished because I foolishly, um, you know, trashed my body. And I was not considerate, you know, respectful to my own body. So... This is your confirmation, people. You're looking for a sign or a confirmation. Here it is. Um, also, if you live in a complex where it has a gym and you're really, 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 really tight with money, but that's a whole nother series, whole nother episode. But if you don't want to spend money on a gym membership, begin working out at your apartment complex or begin walking around your neighborhood. I mean, that will do wonders starting off. And that's what I did actually, before I started to um, go back to the gym, I start working out in my apartment 
but begin working out where you are and then you know you could go to the gym and I like the gym because it gives you a source of accountability and plus like my gym one life they have all si all types of classes you can be a part of so um that's that so don't ignore your physical health you need your body like I said you only get one body you need your body and your body needs you to do your divine purpose on this earth and so you know I'm still learning I'm not a like for those of you that listen to my YouTube channel feel free to check out my YouTube channel at Kim McLeod um it's also on the description of my podcast channel but I have over 90 videos and I just talk about you know physical health and mental health and singleness emotional spiritual health so you know we have everything that we need to help us to be physically well there's no excuse for us not to be physically well so take action today stop ignoring your physical health stop ignoring it for real like i said i i still have my struggles with um i think my my huge struggle right now is portion control when it comes to eating i have a huge problem with portion control but you know same time it's like what are you eating though you know so you can't really overeat salad you can but you know okay or oatmeal you know how much can you really overeat oatmeal so take that as it as it goes okay but um take action today stop ignoring it um stop being rude to your friends and families that are physically well and they're trying to help you out they just want you to live long they just want you to live long and have fun with them and be well if they care for you they love you you know stop going against the grain and just take action for yourself right now there are gyms all over the place like I said my gym is six is walking distance from my office from my work office there's one six minutes from my apartment complex they're building a Planet Fitness right across the street from me, and my apartment complex have a gym. So I definitely have no excuse why I cannot be physically well. So you guys, signing off once again. This is the segment for physical health. I hope you enjoyed this. Remember to check me out on YouTube at Kim McLeod. And um, share this podcast with your family and friends or colleagues, anyone that you believe may um, enjoy listening to this. You all have a great day and be blessed. And Miss Kim loves you. And remember, this is my race.